Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 343. I would like to read the last verse. Thou art the way, the truth, the life. Grant us that way to know, that truth to trust, that life to learn, whose joys eternal flow. Hymn number 343. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then follow it through to the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme for tonight is... Trials are proofs of God's care. And the readings will now be given by Craig. 
the Bible, Acts, and with great power the apostles, witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and the great grace was upon them all. And by the hand of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women. Insomuch they brought forth the sick into the streets, and laid them on beds and couches, that the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed, every one. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake, that a great multitude both of the Jews and also of the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil, affected against the brethren. And when they were as an assault made, both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews, with their rulers, to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who, steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Laconia, The gods are come down to us, in the likeness of men. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up, and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city, and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra, and to Iconium, and to Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples, and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, which where was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul 
as his manner was, went in unto them. And the three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. Yea, greatly rejoice, First Peter. Yea, greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen, you love, in whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Science and Health and Miscellaneous Writings by Mary Baker Eddy Trials purify mortals and deliver them from themselves. All the claims of sensuality. Abide by the morale of absolute Christian science. Self-abnegation and purity. Then truth delivers you from the seeming power of error. And faith, vested in righteousness, triumphs. Art must not pre prevail over science. Christianity is not superfluous. Its redemptive power is seen in sore trials, self-denials, and crucifixions of the flesh. But these come to the rescue of mortals, to admonish them and plant the feet steadfastly in Christ. As we rise above the seeming mists of sense, we behold more clearly than that all the heart's homage belongs to God. If all who ever partook of the sacrament had really commemorated the sufferings of Jesus and drunk of his cup, they would have revolutionized the world. If all who seek his commemoration through material symbols will take up the cross, heal the sick, cast out evils, and preach Christ or truth to the poor, the receptive thought. They will bring in the millennium. Through all the disciples experienced, they became more spiritual and understood better than what the Master had taught. His resurrection was also their resurrection. It helped them to raise themselves and others from spiritual dullness and blind belief in God into the perception of infinite possibilities. They needed this quickening, for soon their dear Master would rise again in the spiritual realm of reality 
and ascend far above their apprehension. As a reward for his faithfulness, he would disappear to material sense in that change which has since been called the ascension. What a contrast between our Lord's Last Supper and his last spiritual breakfast with his disciples in the bright morning hours at the joyful meeting on the shore of the Galilean Sea. His gloom has passed into glory, his disciples' grief into repentance, hearts chastened and pride rebuked. Convinced of the fruitlessness of their toil in the dark and wakened by their master's voice, they changed their methods, turned away from material things, and cast their net on the right side. Discerning Christ's truth anew on the shore of time, they were enabled to rise somewhat from mortal sensuousness or the burial of mind in matter into the into newness of life in as spirit. Now cried the apostle is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Meaning not that now men must prepare for future world salvation or safety, but that now is the time in which to experience that salvation in spirit and in life. Now is the time for so-called material pains and material pleasures to pass away, for both are unreal, because impossible in science. To break the earthly spell, mortals must get the true idea and divine principle of all that really exists and governs the universe harmoniously. This thought is apprehended slowly, and the interval before its attainment is attained with doubts and defeats as well as triumphs. One whom I rescued from seeming spiritual oblivion in which the scenes in which the senses had engulfed him wrote to me, I should have died but for the glorious principle which you teach, supporting the power of mind over the body and showing me the nothingness of the so-called pleasures and pains of sense. The treaties I had read and the medicines I had taken only abandoned me to a more hopeless suffering and despair. Adherence to hygiene was useless. Mortal mind needed to be set right. The ailment was not bodily, but mental. And I was cured when I learned my way in Christian science. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in 
as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 96. He stood of old, the holy Christ, amid the suffering throng, with whom his lightest touch sufficed to make the weakest strong. That healing gift God gives to them who use it in his name. The power that filled the garment's hem is evermore the same. Hymn number 96.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 17th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We have a wonderful website, plainfieldcs.com. There's so much material on this website that is healing, inspired, for your reading, studying, and listening. And it all comes free of charge to anyone, everywhere who can gain access through the Internet. And it also comes with the love of this church. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. I'd like to also point out a couple items that we're now featuring on the home page of our website, one of them being the most recent issue of Forum Highlights. And then there's also another article there featured. It's called, What Hast Thou in the House? by Helen Spangler. If you've ever been concerned about limitations or lack, please read this article. It's very helpful and instructive and very inspiring. Uh, please join us on Sundays. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also have a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And this Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that your child can attend by phone regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. And one more announcement before we go on about our Bible study. We're going to have another Bible study this coming Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Check out our website, which I mentioned earlier, because the study questions are already posted. And plan on joining us on Saturday at 10 a.m. for a lively discussion. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, this section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the name, the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the chance to give their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, 
Please press the star button twice on your phone. But keep in mind when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jim. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Good evening. Living in a retirement home has many of its perks. However, there are some disadvantages. And one of those disadvantages appeared to me yesterday. One of the employees showed up at my door yesterday afternoon telling me that it is time for me to take my uh, antivirus shot. So I obediently went down and took the shot. And all went fine. Later on that afternoon, late afternoon, I started to feel chills. And I, so I took a shower to get myself warmed up, and that worked. And then I went to bed. And I slept until morning. I did try to have a breakfast. However, I could only eat about half of it. And it was a delicious breakfast. So I went back and I again lie, uh, took a lie down and tried to get under con control. All this, at this time, I was having Christian science help, and all of a sudden I wakened up and I was perfectly well. So I called the practitioner and told her so. And she reminded me of the meeting tonight. And I am most grateful for this rapid healing of a upset stomach and nausea. Thank you. Thank you. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, I sit on the master board of our bundled golf community, and my term is up this month, as well as five other board members, and we have elections coming up. We each represent different areas of our community, and I put my name in to run again and asked the practitioner for help. She said she would help and said everyone will be in their right place. Well, it turns out that I'm the only one of the six who does not have somebody running against them. So that's it. I'm in for another two years. I'm grateful for how this turned out, for the support of the practitioner, and for Christian science. It does work in the way it's practiced here. It's nice to know that we can turn to everything in our daily lives and get the help we need. Thank you very much. Thank you. Carol from California, go ahead. Hello. Okay. This is just a little thing. Well, it's a big thing for me, but... So, in changing my thoughts and being porter at the door to my thoughts, I always say to say I keep saying and remembering, God is in charge of all events, and harmony is the only law, and now is the only time. So the other day, I turned on my oven, and I just smelled gas. So my mind was like, 
I was just like, oh, uh-oh. Everything happens. Everything happens. And, and it, you know, my mind went to that place, and then I went, oh, no, no, no. God's here. Let's think as God. Think as the divine. I am. So that calmed me down, and it broke that train of negative thought. So I thought, yeah, call the gas company. So I did. And later the guy came, and he told me to fix it would be like a certain price, and which you can almost buy a new stove for that. So I said no. And then right when my thoughts started going again to... you know, the dark side, the negativity. He stands up. He was so tall. He stood up and he turned and looked at me and he said, you are so lucky. You still have the burners on the stove you can use. And it just changed everything. So I thought like he was an angel. There was angel speaking through him. And, And I really felt really happy that I had the burners. And then the next day I thought, you know what, I have a house to have a stove in. And I just felt the gratefulness instead of the gloom and doom. So I'm very grateful to have stovetop burners, a home to use them in, a church that helps keep me in joy, practitioners that share all their time and work and church members to help us stay, stay good and stay with God. So, and stay in love. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Day Day. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. This morning, while doing some chores before signing on for work, I suddenly started thinking of a few things I'm supposed to do this week. I was very quickly comforted by the realization that no matter what popped popped up on my so-called to-do list, I didn't feel anxious, worried, or concerned about it. This is the complete opposite of how I would have felt in the past when thinking about things I had to get done would be accompanied by questions of how, when, where. I'm thankful to be working daily with Gary's recording of the article Day by Bicknell Young which includes the instruction to declare understandably that there is only one mind first thing in the morning, that the one thing I need to do each day is to know the truth and that all things are already done in mind. I work with the helpful articles provided in this church. I'm realizing that my thought naturally becomes aligned with the truth therein. And as a result, I'm making life-improving progress each day. I'm so grateful for Christian science and the way that it's meeting my every need, even that which I'm not aware of yet. I look forward to continued growth, and I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. you. Luann from New York. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful to God for his provision in my time of need. I was new to Christian science when I was forced out of my job because of a back injury. 
I immediately put in my paperwork to retire. I didn't realize that it would take so long to start receiving my retirement checks. I become very worried about how I was going to pay my bills. I became angry at my situation and scared to the point of feeling ill. I called my practitioner for help. She explained to me that God was the source of all supply, and she told me she would pray. Within a few days, a friend of mine called and asked if I would paint a huge sign on the front of his maple syrup business. I started to panic a little because I had never done such a large project before, and it was to be painted on a metal building with huge maple leaves as accents. I called my practitioner again and gave her the news along with all my fears. She assured me this was God's provision for me, so I agreed to do the work. I wondered how I was going to do it, but the answers to all my questions came through very clearly. It was quite an undertaking, 20 feet in the air, cradled in a man lift. When I was finished, my friend asked if I would paint maple leaves on the floor inside which I agreed to. Soon after, I got another painting job inside a friend's house. I began to understand how faithfully God provides for those who are willing to hear and obey. It was so important that I didn't let fear keep me from taking the actions necessary to improve my situation. Since then, I have never felt that lack of financial security. I am so grateful to my practitioner for her guidance and prayers as I worked my way through this valuable lesson. It was a starting point in trust for me, and it just kept on giving because prior to that I had never run a pottery shop, but with the help of Christian science and all that I'm learning, I've been able to do that successfully for the past five years and still ever moving forward. I'm so grateful to God Mary Baker Eddy, and my practitioner for her very valuable teachings. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Hello. When I went to pick up my son after work at his Filipino nanny's family apartment, I would sometimes walk into their Catholic prayer meeting, and I respected their fervency. One day, the grandmother, translated Lola, told me that one of their members had been given five to seven days left to live, so she chose to leave the hospital and go home to stay in bed. Lola said that their prayer group had been praying with no result, but since I had told her testimonies of Christian healing, she asked me to visit her friend. In this week's Bible lesson, Luke 8, there's a story of Jesus raising a 12-year-old girl who had died, and he put everybody out of the room except the girl's parents and a few loyal disciples. I told Lola I would go to see her friend, but that they must promise me that I would have a one-on-one meeting with her friend. The night before the visit, I looked up concordance references in the Bible and science and health and took notes of healings. When I arrived at the lady's apartment, she was in bed, And to my surprise, I saw that Tita, or Auntie, who lived with Lola, was in the apartment too. I told Tita I wouldn't start to talk to the lady until she had left. But I'm here to do the housekeeping, she said. 
Well, finish quickly, I said, because I was promised time alone with your friend. I prayed to dismiss the idea of morbid curiosity since I knew that Tita was often a busybody. The one divine mind is not curious. Mind knows about infinite life. The lady asked to be put in a nearby chair, feeling stiff and aching. She was very large and very weak, and Tita was very petite, so it was with a struggle that we moved her several feet, and it took about ten minutes. Finally, Tita left, and I started talking to the lady about the truths taught in Christian science and about some healings. The lady was fascinated, asked questions, and listened intently for about an hour. Then her husband walked in. The lady jumped out of her chair and rushed to meet her husband, exclaiming, Dear, we've been talking about the most wonderful things about God. And she twirled around in delight, very light now, and graceful on her feet. Her husband had come in sad and expecting to see a weak, dying wife in bed, but when he saw her standing and twirling, he went into shock and became very pale, and he half-fainted, fell against the wall, and then stumbled into his bedroom, totally silent. Hmm, I thought, life is natural. The lady was so eager to hear more, and we stood talking for about half an hour before I left. She happily took some Christian science literature so she could choose a Christian science practitioner. But several days later, Lola returned my book saying that her friend was delighted with everything she was hearing, but decided that she was born and bred a Catholic, and so did not want to abandon Catholicism in her last hours. And so she would stay a Catholic, and her family wanted that too. But she loved our talk, and she loved learning, and would keep on searching. I respected her decision. I wish I could report a full healing, but this is more a progress report, and progress is progress. And I would be so ashamed of myself if I didn't show my great gratitude to God for being able to witness both my own and the lady's progress and learning. And I know that God takes us all the way. Recently, Plainfield has been helping to increase my learning. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Well, tonight, I just want to give thanks for these Wednesday evening services. I really look forward to them, for the inspiring readings that are always given, for the many encouraging testimonies of healing, and to be able to sing along to the hymns that I love. I'm very grateful for all the good that Christian science has brought into my life and that we're able to reach out and bless the world with these online services. And thank you, Craig, for those beautiful readings. Thank you. Now, this is Bruce. I wanted to say how thankful I was for uh, the Unity Watch message that we had just last night and included a passage from our hymn number 414, which reads in part, I love to tell the story for some have never heard the message of salvation from God's own holy word. And when I read that, it gave me pause for reflection because there was a time that I had to count myself in this. 
that even though I may have attended uh, the Christian Science Sunday School as a child in other churches long ago, uh, it was hard for me to acknowledge that I really heard that message of salvation, God's own holy word. And in this context, it's not just a word on the page, but rather the inspiring spirit of the healing Christ. Until God brought me to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, for which I am endlessly thankful for, because it has done wonders for my life. And it became very apparent that I needed to take in this word of salvation, which for me meant, included that I had to get very close to our Father, our Heavenly Father. You know how it is? People have expectations on you, and they tend to impose their expectations on you so that you think and behave according to how others expect. Whereas, if we know that our Heavenly Father is literally ours, we will take what we know and understand about our God and allow the influence of that understanding to have its way with our feelings and our thoughts and our actions in our lives. And my friends, this is a process. I'm so thankful that I started this process here in the Plainfield Church, and it is still ongoing with wonderful results. And the other thing that I needed to learn very fundamentally was to be grateful. And that was something that was, quite frankly, new to me, although it is inherent to my true nature. But I had to come to the Plainfield Church to find out. And it was drummed into me that I needed to be grateful. We all need to be. But I found that that I took in this, these lessons more and more opportunities for good came to me. And I really felt that I was starting to see this message of salvation from God's own holy word, for which I'm endlessly grateful. So that's my testimony tonight is, thank God for genuine Christian science and for the Plainfield Church. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Good evening, everyone. The other day, I was reviewing notes from a roundtable from a few years ago, and I came across the statement, Hush, hush, mortal mind. God is here. I have been using this since then to handle anxious thoughts, but it also reminded me of a healing I had a few weeks ago. I had put a piece of candy in my mouth, and somehow it got stuck in my throat and hurt very badly. I then stood up and said, God, what do I do? And then all of a sudden, kind of out of nowhere, I coughed a deep cough and up came the candy. Everything was fine. God was there. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the beautiful music. I want to express my gratitude for uh, learning how to practice Christian science correctly and witnessing the daily blessings of a closer walk with God. Last week, a testifier spoke of the healing of a foot condition while using 
some of the materials from our website. That made me aware that I had been healed of a painful foot condition. It was very uncomfortable without shoes and had been going on for quite a while. When I found myself really uncomfortable, I would often turn to the first verse of hymn 139, which reads, quote, I walk with love along the way, and oh, it is a holy day. No more I suffer cruel fear. I feel God's presence with me here. The joy that none can take away is mine. I walk with love today." End quote. Before this healing took place, I had been working with my Plainfield practitioner with some other challenges, especially during a move. I don't know, and actually one of the things that I had to work with was our second hymn tonight, and the last part shall walk the rounds with thee. I, I just used to love to think about that in my day. Um, but I don't know when this uh, pain stopped having, uh, I stopped having this pain and, pain and discomfort and started walking naturally, but I realized it's so important to notice these extra blessings that come from this powerful work that reaches all areas of our lives and to be grateful and acknowledge them lest we forget. Thank you very much for this tonight. Thank you. Shardell. <laughs> Thank you, Craig, for those wonderful readings and also for the healing music. I would like to offer my gratitude to my practitioner who trusts and obeys God's laws. With her support, a road trip was harmonious, fruitful, and pleasant. Depending on God for safety for oneself and others enables you to make wise and careful decisions while driving. Our times are surely in His hands. Thank you for the service tonight, and I'm very happy to be here with all of you, near and far. Thank you. Thank you. Dale. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> thank you so much for the readings and trials are proofs of God's care, and also for all the testimonies. In last night's Unity Prayer Watch, it spoke of accounts of God's presence and power. Over the years, I've experienced many instances of healing and feeling the power of God's presence. While praying, an instance came to thought I'd like to share. One morning, our little daughter and I were in the car traveling in the snow, and the roads had become very slippery. Where we were living, the roads were narrow and winding, and in some areas, two cars could not pass from coming from opposite directions. At one point, going down an incline, our car started going toward the edge of the road where there was a drop-off. No matter what I did, the car kept going toward the edge. In desperation, I said to my daughter, Laura, pray. She put her head down, closed her eyes, and in just a matter of moments, without my doing anything, the car started slipping in the opposite direction, safely down the middle of the road. I really felt the presence and power of God in that car, for nothing else could explain what happened. 
I'm very grateful to have been taught to always put God first, and the instruction in this church to abide in the secret place of the Most High, as it says in the 91st Psalm, to know that we can always turn to God and know that He is right with us anywhere we are. And I'm grateful to know that this is true of everyone, everywhere. Thank you again for this service. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and to be learning to live Christian science here. For quite some time, I've been working on catching myself if I think or say something that indicates wrong thinking. One thing that has come up is the thought that I don't care about money. I had said that for the longest time and only recently realized that it's something I really need to work on. With Christian science, I've learned that God's abundance comes to us in many ways. And all of those ways come to us as he direct, to use as he directs. I'm always happy when he gives me ideas for a new project or when he provides a solution to an obstacle I've encountered. I would never say I don't care about those bits of abundance or about anything that brings a revelation for further spiritual growth. I see now the important thing is to realize that the difference between what the world puts on us and the good that God is constantly providing. The human mind may try to move us in different ways, through different means, but it will never bring anything of meaning to our lives. Only what comes from God has value, and knowing this has helped me to learn to think rightly about this. So I can now say I love to be a good steward of all of God's abundance. I'm very grateful for Christian Science, for Plainfield, and for practitioner support. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for the wonderful readings and the music. God is always blessing us in so many ways. I was remembering an example I had a while ago. I was in a supermarket checkout line and was the next to check out. I noticed the gal behind me had just one item and she being an employee there and looked like she needed to go as soon as possible. So I let her go ahead of me. Then I noticed her putting a pot of beautiful tulips with the items I had for checking out and said, and she said, these are for you. I am a manager and I can give them to you. What a loving surprise. And I gave her a big hug and thank you. That was definitely God in action. It was so hard to hold back the tears. What a good and loving God who's always with us. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Craig, for those readings. I have two readings from New York and Canada here. The first one says, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the Plainfield Church Independent for offering these priceless books and articles 
given to all seeking the truth in Christian science. As a former member of the Mother Church and feeling it was superficial and not receiving a deeper insight, reading the publications of these prior Christian scientists, I now have a clearer understanding of Mrs. Eddy's writings. I am grateful for my practitioner and members of this church. That's from New York. And then there's from Ontario, Canada. In one of the roundtables a few months ago, we were reminded about our reading and studying of the Bible, science and health, prose works, and Mrs. Eddy's other writings, as well as the writings of the early workers. Mrs. Evans also gave instructions to read the Bible, science and health, and prose works in our daily studies. When I first started listening to the services at Plainfield CES Church Independent, one of the things that impressed me was the inclusion in the Wednesday readings of Mrs. Eddy's writings in prose works. This has led me to read and reread many of the articles and teachings that are there to heal, inspire, and guide us in the right way. I am very grateful to have found this church, which is providing a solid foundation to build up our love and our faith, understanding, and demonstration of this science. Thank you. Tonight, I'd like to give my gratitude for some of the little things we read or hear, I have a tattoo to share that helped me along the way. This is from many, many, many years ago. I learned that the only action any day is divine action because it is the supreme action consistent with the supreme laws of God and it has the supreme power of love behind it. I've reminded myself often of this, and it has helped me in many ways. Another thing I learned is that in this journey, it's one of the most important things to desire to know the truth about myself, and that each day I must make an effort to make part of the truth I'm learning my own, and each step of discovery has brought joy as if a real treasure has been found. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thanks for the other testimonies, and thanks for all the support for every service. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, this is from our church website bulletin board. California. In last week's lesson on substance, the responsive reading is taken from Psalm 23. Although I memorized this prayer as a child and understand it on one level, in my reading this week, it all of a sudden dawned on me that this prayer is about what happens when I read the weekly lesson. I am putting God in his place as my shepherd and allowing myself to be led to the green pastures and rest beside the still waters so that my soul can be restored. I am so grateful for this insight into Psalm 23 and its connection with the lesson. 
The Plainfield Lesson sermons are inspired and uplifting consistently. Thank you, lesson writers. And then North Carolina. Great gratitude for the continued inspiration via the roundtable today. Mary Baker Eddy's words on page 135 from Science and Health, quote, Spiritual evolution alone is worthy of the exercise of divine power, end quote, continues to help me in keeping my desire aligned with God's holy purpose. In Florida, I've always loved the words to today's solo, just for today, but Faith's deeply beautiful and soul-filled singing really touched my heart this morning. Thank you for this beautiful solo, this healing lesson sermon on substance, and for this blessed service. And then England. I'd like to express gratitude for the recent Bible studies and roundtables provided by Plainfield. The one about Joseph was very helpful and helped me in my thinking and praying about a case here where five local fishermen were wrongly convicted of smuggling drugs and are still fighting to overturn this 10 years on. Also, the session talking about the great litigation was most informative. The truth has been buried, and I thank you for bringing this to light. I do wonder what happened to all the individuals who were excommunicated. Did they form their own groups, and if so, do any still exist? I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm very grateful to Plainfield members for making available the writings of the early workers and for all the work to provide material in other languages too, thereby blessing the world. I'm grateful to Parthens for his posting on this week's forum. It was about the Galveston flood in the early 1900s. It's a wonderful healing if any of you haven't read it yet. I recall having read this impressive testimony some years ago when browsing early journals and being very impressed at the faith held by this family in the most difficult circumstances of flooding. Clearly, they did not accept that they could be outside of God's care. With much gratitude to everyone at Plainfield. And then this one is from Hawaii. Aloha. Every week I seem to say to myself, this is the best round table yet. I can't describe fully the support and education I receive from listening to these sessions, which clarify the Bible lesson and expands my understanding of the Bible and Christian science practice. It's as though a light switch is turned on and I hear myself saying, yes, yes, that's it. The stubborn, willful, impatient me is weakly corrected and reminded to get back on course and practice, practice, practice. What spoke to me today is the bit about not so much the healing of a problem rather than the joy at being at one with God in serving Him, and the healing becomes an afterthought. Brings to mind a portion of a Christian science lecture I had recently, I heard recently by John Benson, in which he says, can't remember his exact words, but just for a moment step out of your mortal personal narrative and step into your divine origin narrative. We have experienced some surprising benefits within our household as a result of Christian science practice, despite differing religions. My husband is normally quite temperamental and draconian in his dealings with family members and others, 
But in the past few months, I have noticed a definite change in his attitude, a softening up, and a more tender appreciation and expression towards all. He is also a penny pincher and the financial overseer for us, but he has not once criticized my monthly donation to the Plainfield Christian Science Church. This was a pleasant surprise, as he normally scrutinizes every penny spent. I know he can see the difference in my overall attitude and commitment to applying Christian science in every way possible. It's a pleasure to watch this unfoldment, and this despite the fact that he is battling family members over a trust in disarray. We are actually fully enjoying our life together. Again, thank you and the staff who make it all possible to access all this online. We're so, I'm so grateful for being, for being here, there, everywhere. Warmest regards from Hawaii. And then I also had someone texted me something today, a testimony. Uh, if it's not too late, I would like to share a Thanksgiving testimony. I started to study Christian science through the Plainfield Independent Church in 2018. And I am happy to say that it's been about two years now that I have not taken any pain medication. No Tylenol, no Advil, no Aleve, no aspirin. Whenever mental suggestion of a headache or any kind of ill comes, now I'm aware of what it is said, what it is, and I'm ready to claim the truth. I give thanks to God for this teaching and because my life is changing to be the life God has meant for me. Thank you for sharing this message and may, all, may you all have a beautiful evening. And that's from California. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I thought they were very spot on, as the saying goes. We're still in the middle of Lent, and there is can be kind of a heaviness in it, the atmosphere. And the readings about the persecutions, it, wasn't, it was trials, persecutions, that were endured by the early workers who sacrificed so much, especially Christ Jesus, to give us this wonderful science, this wonderful way of life. And yet they never gave up. They never let discouragement or depression or it's taking so long slow them down or stop them. They kept going because they love God, they love mankind more than they loved their own selves. And this is truly the Easter lesson you know, Christ Jesus prayed at one time if he could have his that cup removed from him. But then he said, but nevertheless, thy will be done, Father. And he was willing to undergo crucifixion and then prove to his disciples. They, they said there were 500 witnesses at that time, at that time of his resurrection, crucifixion and resurrection, at least that many. And it's enabled us today to benefit all these years later, so many people benefiting from the life of Christ. I'm so grateful to have these times together to renew our faith, to remember all that we have to be grateful for, to thank God together in unity. It's a mighty power. I'm so grateful to be with you all tonight and have a good evening.
Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 66. From these thy children gathered in thy name, from hearts made whole, from lips redeemed from woe, thy praise, O Father, shall forever flow. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 66.